Hi, I'm Ricky and I'm an alcoholic. Um, I have a sobriety date of 10.30 this morning. And uh, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, it's uh, it's uh, July 18, 2020. That is my very first sobriety date. Um, I've done one detox. I've done one rehab. I'm one of the very few non-mental defects that get it on the first try. Uh, but that's not to say I haven't tried to get sober on my own a bunch of times. You know, I spend a good majority of my 20s with that firm resolution, you know, of uh, getting sober. Um, you know, for me, it started in high school, wasn't really a big deal. It was a lot of fun, you know, zero consequences, kind of just drinking here and there on the weekends, you know, going to backyard parties and stuff like that. I somehow managed to graduate high school. Um, I got a diploma and I got a job working at uh, cost plus world market. And I remember I hated it. You know, I hated, I hated clocking in. I hated taking 30 minute lunches. I hated that I had to show up on time. I hated, ah, how's your day doing? Can I help you? I hated everything about it. Right. I hated people. I hated all of that stuff. Right. And, uh, uh, they laid me off. Right. Um, uh, because I was a very, uh, poor employee, of course. Um, so I lost the job and I used that as a great excuse to like have an extended summer vacation, you know? And um, I kind of just ran amok in my neighborhood, you know, and uh, one of my friends told me this brilliant idea. He said, you know, if you want to make some side money, sell weed, you know, so I did that and I was trying to become the kingpin of my neighborhood, you know, and uh, that didn't really work out for me. You know, I got kind of burnt out. I tried a lot of different uh, drugs. I was I was drinking as much as possible. You know, at that point in time, I'm like, you know, 18 years old. So it was pretty much whenever I can find someone to buy it for me, you know, Um but that was my life's, my life's mission. That was my goal, you know, is how, how can I stay loaded today? You know, um, it kind of caught up with me after a while, you know, and I did the geographical location, you know, because I knew I needed to make a change. I knew I needed to be sober. I just didn't know how to do it. Right. So I figured, you know, if I move to Oxnard where my grandma lives, like I won't be an alcoholic there. You know what I mean? If I just move somewhere else, like I, this problem will not follow me. Right. And, um, you know, I moved there and uh, I, I was... You know, I didn't have any friends. I was old enough to drink. You know, I didn't, I didn't know what to, you know, I didn't know what to do. So I was like forced to be sober. And uh, in that short amount of time, I was able to like get some stuff. You know, I, I got an apartment. I had a cool job. I opened a bank account. I bought a car. You know what I mean? And my life was like starting to become pretty cool. You know, I had a little girlfriend, like everything was great. Right. And um, I turned 21, you know, and um, I was so excited to buy alcohol legally. I was doing it all the time. You know, before work, I'm going to get a Red Bull and vodka. You know, at lunch, I'm going to go get a tall can. After work, we're going to the bar for margaritas. You know what I mean? And I'm staying there till last call, you know, and uh, it would just be a cycle of me waking up still drunk most of the time. You know what I mean? Not even hungover yet, like still drunk going, yeah, this is going to be a great day to start the day. I'm going to go to work. We're going to get some stuff done. You know, it's going to be amazing. You know, and I get there around 10, 11 o'clock. I'm starting to drag my feet and I'm starting to sweat. And, you know, oh, man, I need a, I need a drink, you know. And, uh, you know, I just went through the rest of the day going, I am not drinking tonight. I'm not drinking ever again. You know, I'm not drinking tonight. I'm, I'm just, I'm done, you know, and I get off work and a buddy calls and he's, Hey man, you know, uh, it's Wednesday night. They have dollar beers at Margaritaville. Well, we got to go have a couple, you know what I mean? Like we got to have two, you know what I mean? But we'll just have two and I'll go home. And then before I know it, it's last call and I'm racing to the liquor store to buy a 30 pack before they close. And I'm in someone else's driveway trying to polish off a 30 pack and it's four o'clock in the morning. I got to be at work in two hours, going to go home and get another hour of sleep. But I wake up still drunk doing it all over again, you know, and I did that for the majority of my twenties, always telling myself I'm going to get sober, but I'm going to do it tomorrow. You know, and the few times I was able to do it, you know, it only lasted, you know, a few days. I was only able to stay sober no more than a week, you know, because I could not stand the way that I, that I felt. 
you know, um, like I said, it was, it was, you know, it was, it was, it started with partying and it became a necessity, you know, um, eventually that led me to going to jail, you know, burning my life to the ground over and over and over, you know, I'd always be in these relationships and, um, I, I would be like living, living with the girl, you know, cause I just can't get my shit together. You know, I'm living with the girl and I, and I go to work and I'm, I'm too, I'm too drunk to do my job. You know, I was in construction, so it wasn't like a big deal. Like we drank, you know what I mean? But when you're too drunk to perform your job, you get sent home. You know, um, if you have a real badass boss, he tells you, just take the rest of the week off, you know, and I get home and I tell my chair, I got sent home again. She's like, you're a loser, dude, just get out. You know, and I get out and I go get in my car and I'd be like, whatever. And I'm driving to the bar and I blow my radiator. Like on the same day, I would be jobless, homeless, girlfriendless, you know what I mean? Carless. And I'm on my mom's couch again, or I'm in my grandma's laundry room or, you know what I mean? And I'm just like, dude, I just can't catch a break. You know, I couldn't realize it was my behavior that was making my life that way. I just thought that, you know, every time it rains pussy, I get hit with a dick. You know what I mean? Like, that's just my luck. You know what I mean? Like, I just can't, like, I can't catch a break. You know what I mean? Uh, but it was me the entire time. It was my, it was my decisions. It was my behavior, you know? And um, like I said, eventually it, it led me down a dark path, you know, and I started going to jail and I started doing all these things. And, you know, like, like I said, I tried to get sober a bunch of times and I was never introduced to AA. Um, and, and I'm glad I wasn't because I was never ready, you know? And finally, once I was, I, I was, I was out of ideas, out of options. You know, I, I had no, I had my, 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 uh, my, consequences were very severe. You know, by the time I checked myself into detox, it was either that, or I go to prison for six years. Those were the choices that I had, you know, and I, I chose the detox, right. And I get to detox and, and I get a sponsor and, you know, he tells me I got to get this book and I got to do these steps. And I'm just kind of like, yeah, I don't really want to do that. That sounds lame. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm kind of embarrassed to be here. This whole thing is really embarrassing. I think I'm going to balance, you know, and, and my sponsor tells me, you know, um, you know, it's really embarrassing being a grown man with nothing. That's pretty, that's pretty embarrassing, you know? And he, he armed me with facts about myself. I wasn't ready to hear, but I needed to hear, you know, I told him, all right, dude, I'm going to do these things. I'm going to do these steps, you know? And I came there with this, this idea of God, right. That I thought like I knew God, right. I know what, I know what God is and he doesn't exist. Right. And um, I remember I'm sitting on, I'm, I'm on step two and I'm sitting in rehab and I'm, I'm just kind of spacing out, staring at the ceiling, you know, and I'm like, God's going to restore me to sanity. Yeah, it's crazy. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, right. And I'm telling my, I have this conversation with, with myself in my head. I'm like, okay, God, you know, if you're real, give me an earthquake right now. Give me the sign that you exist, you know, so that I know. And uh, nothing happened, you know, and in my head, I'm like, see, no God, man. You know what I mean? God doesn't exist, you know? And uh, a couple hours later after group, you know, at this place, Woodland, that I was at, it's this old, like 1980 or like 1800s house, you know what I mean? And it's just like, I'm upstairs and uh, we're getting ready for bed. And all of a sudden the room starts shaking. Right. And everybody's like, Oh, it's an earthquake. And everyone starts running downstairs. And I'm just sitting in my bunk going, no way. <laughs> and I remember at that point in time, I like got off the bunk and I got on my knees and I'm like, okay, God, like, all right, dude. Like, you know what I mean? And I was like, I was like a little bit at first, I was a little disappointed. You know what I mean? Cause I was like, I asked for that. And he spoke to me and shit, you know what I mean? Like, that's all I gotta, I gotta do this, you know? And um, at that point in time, like I started to do this stuff, you know, and what I realized was like, I didn't go to rehab to get sober. Like we look at these steps. It's not about being sober, right? It's about our behavior, right? One, two, and three, we find God. Okay. You look at the rest of the steps, four through 10. What is it about? It's about our behavior. It's about our behavior in our past, how we treated people, right? It's our current behavior, our character defects. 
right? Again, eight and nine, the past. What have we done? Who have we hurt? How have we wronged other people? And then 10, continue looking at my behavior, right? How am I treating other people? That's the bulk of the steps is how I'm treating other people. How am I acting, right? I used to have this job, right, where this guy, um, and, and I told him I was a single dad, right? And I don't even have kids, right? But I, I, I told him I was a single dad because I would be able to show up to, to work at nine, you know what I mean? And I'd be like, oh, I got to bounce, get the kids in the nurse. So I got to go pick them up. You know what I mean, it's parents teacher conference week. I got to leave early all week. You know what I mean? Oh, the kid's sick. He just, he's a sick kid. You know what I mean? He's just, he's got a, he's got pink eye, you know, all these, you know what I mean? And these elaborate lies and all these things. And it was a chore and I would do this stuff and I would lie and my behavior was garbage. And I treated other people like, like, I, like I used to, I used to get off on manipulation. You know what I mean? Like if I can make you believe what I want you to believe, then like, dude, I got it going on. You know what I mean? And that was my entire life. Then I get here and I start to change my behavior. And it's like, I stay sober automatically, right? Because if we continue with the same behavior, it's very hard for us to stay sober, right? Because life doesn't care if you're sober. It, it doesn't. Life does not care if you're sober, right? If you're late to work every day and you call out sick and you don't show up, they will fire you. They're like, dude, you're fired. Well, I'm sober. Like, oh, well, just show up whenever you want. Okay. We didn't know you're sober. You should have said that from the beginning. You know, if you cheat on your husband or your wife, they will leave you right? Like, oh, well, babe, I, you know, I'm sober. Oh, fuck whoever you want. I don't care. You know, like, oh, you, you, well, you got 90 days. That's amazing. Yeah. Go sleep with the world. I don't care. You know, but it doesn't happen that way. Right. When we continue that behavior, right. We, we get the same results we always get. And it becomes very hard for us to stay sober because when all the consequences are crashing down on us and everything is just in the life is just, you know, shitting all, all over you. Right. It's like, man, now's a good time to have a drink. You know, sounds pretty good. And that's what we do when we burn it down one more time. That's how I always was. I could never stay sober because I could never change my behavior. And I was always treating people like dirt. You know, I get here and I do these steps. And it's no coincidence that the moment I find God and, and, and step 12 doesn't even make sense without God, right? Carrying this message and the spiritual awakening, right? It doesn't even make sense. Like, why do I want to help other people if I don't believe in God? You know, and that's what God's will is. It's always to help his people. We always ask us, what's our purpose, right? Well, the purpose of life is to give life a purpose. You know, and the purpose, the primary purpose, right? What is it? It's to help other alcoholics, you know, a fellowship of men and women who share our experience, strength, and hope with each other so we can help each other stay sober and then help others achieve sobriety later on. And that's why we're here. And that's why I'm here. And I uh, thank you for letting me share.